Good morning, brothers and sisters, family, friends, and supporters, saints and sinners. Because I know we're listening. I know there's different ones listening today. This is Apostle Doris Williams, and I'm smiling today because my father and my heavenly mother and the Lamb of God is speaking to my heart. And I was telling the Lord, as long as Satan is in the earth, I'll never have a reason to be happy down here. I'll never really have a reason to be joyful. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, Doris, joy is not in the laughter, it's in the smile. And that just touched me the right way. Because we laugh about a lot of things and sometimes the things that we're laughing about is not really a laughing situation, but because it's funny to us at that moment, we find ourselves laughing about it. Like some of the videos they have on YouTube with the pranks and the, the fake snakes and stuff like that and people jumping and screaming and hollering and falling and what have you and we find ourselves laughing about those things which are truly not funny because if somebody gets scared to death and they have a heart attack where is the joy in that though it may be funny at the moment and so I was sitting here meditating on the Lord and just thanking them and blessing them and I was saying to the Lord, you know, I don't see any reason to be happy. I don't see any reason to, 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 to have joy. And I realized the Word of God says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I felt like I've been a little weak, even though I love God with all of my heart, all my mind, all my soul. So when the Spirit of the Lord said that Joy is not in the laughter, but in the smile. And as soon as I smiled, I felt it. I understood. I understood. I understood. It's not in the laughter. It's in the smile that God gives us the reasoning to be able to smile because our God loves us so much so. And then as I was laying here thinking on the goodness of God, one particular person, a few come, comes to mind, but one particular person continues to come to my spirit that God is getting ready to judge harshly unless they repent of their wickedness, of their narcissist and their envious ways. And I'm not going to name this person, but if this person happens to tune in, I'm praying in the name of the Lord that you would forgive me if I've done anything to you. And that you would forgive yourself. Because right now you are your own worst enemy. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that you have been trying your best to imitate 
emulate, be like, act like, dress like, sound like, do like, get like me. And God has had enough. The Lord, my Father, my Abba, and my Amma, and the Lamb are the ones that are revealing these things to me. You are damaging your own self. And if you don't repent of your wickedness, you're going to end up in the hospital before the month is over. Now, whoever this is that listening in on these podcasts, praises be to our holy heavenly family. This is about a soul salvation that we need to work out with fear and trembling. You cannot be me and I cannot be you no matter what you do. And I would never want to be you. No way, because no one will be able to handle the type of things I've had to go through to get this anointing. You could not have walked in my shoes and survived unless God had appointed you to go through what I've been through. You cannot be me and you will never walk in my shoes because it was not your calling. I had to go through everything I went through for the anointing of God so God could use me for their glory. And when the Lord gave me gifts, he did not limit me. You are limited. I am not. I'm not saying this braggadociously. I say it most humbly before the Lord God Almighty, who created me, his servant, his handmaiden. I love them. I'm in love with them. It ain't no like or trying to be like. I don't walk in the belief like you do. You walk in belief. I walk in no. I know who I am and the powers that God has within me is constantly growing. Hallelujah. I love the Lord with all my heart, mind, and soul. I don't fake and shake and act like I love God and pretend to be something that I'm not. But guess what? The Lord sees it all. And nothing you do or have done can stop the work that the Lord has prepared for us and me. But woe be unto you. I heard three woes. I heard three woes. And this person know who they are. God sent me to this person maybe two or three years ago when I couldn't even remember where they lived in the nighttime I fought the Lord not wanting to go I was in the midst of doing my arts and crafts in my room and I kept hearing the spirit of the Lord say go and I was like Lord I don't remember where they lived the Lord said I will show you where they live I need you to go and warn them and the warning is wearing thin and the hand of God is going to be removed. And soon, judgment is going to come to the house of the Lord. And it comes to God's house first. So if the judgment comes to the house of the Lord first, 
You can't even imagine what the sinners are going to go through. But if any man that say that they love me and do not my commandments is a liar. And this person has been walking in lies since they converted. Since their so-called conversion. And they won't even tell the truth about the warning that they got before they converted. They'd rather lie and say they don't recall or they don't remember how it all started. I recall and I remember because when the Lord puts me on an assignment, I do what the Lord tells me to do. And I remember when I was living in Austin that I sent a letter, not only to you, but I sent a letter to someone else too. And I warned family members right before their death, the Lord sent me to their home to warn them. And within a month's time or or, a year's time, perhaps, I don't recall the length of time, but it wasn't long. Typically with me, it's one to three years or one 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. When the Lord give me a prophetic word and I go to that person person typically is either 30 60 or 90 or it's one year two year three I don't know but it's always in that realm so I want to say about three years ago the Lord had me to go blindly somewhere and I got lost and I started crying to the Lord Lord I told you I didn't know where I was going and the Lord said I'm I will lead you now go up to this corner make this left make this right I said okay God and I went and I wasn't received well when I got there the Lord said depending on how you are received will be whether or not you give give this gift I have in the car for her and because the reception was not well the gift stayed in the car I had a gift for them if they would receive only what the Spirit of the Lord had given me to say to them. But they were not receptive. They were cold and unbelieving, and they weren't humble about it either. But nevertheless, brothers and sisters, know that if you're having troubles in this earth with family members, friends, or loved ones, know that God is watching. You keep your faith and don't worry about it. Even if they sabotage you, even if they laugh and smile in your face and act like they love and adore you, and the minute you walk away, they are mumbling under their breath. Glory be to God, the angels of the Lord has documented and written down everything that was said and thought. And see, when God has holy ones, chosen ones, and y'all put your mouth on them, behold, you will see the hand of the Lord move in your life in a way that is not pleasant. I tell you the truth and I try to warn the people as much and as often as the Spirit of the Lord will allow me to. God don't always tell me 
what's going on but i tell you when he do tell me what's going on people are shocked and amazed my dear sweet sister i love so much she went on to be with the lord in 2016 but when i was in san diego california down on my knees pleading for my sister's life when she was on life support i begged my god to give her another chance to live I said, God, you wouldn't take my sister without giving me an opportunity to put my arms around her. You're a good God, and you are a God of a second chance. I begged, I plead, I snotted, and I cried for my sister who was on life support. And they were not giving her a good outage. They were going to to take her off of life support, or something was going on where it was a very emergency situation and as I petitioned the throne of God my heavenly father said to me Doris I'll give you an opportunity to hug your sister but if she don't if she doesn't change the spirit of the Lord said to me that I will take her life to save her soul I said okay Lord I want to say that was 2014 or 15. As soon as I moved moved from San Diego to, to Texas, it wasn't even a good 90 days from the day I got a chance to speak to my sister. And I warned her. I stood in her face and I told her exactly what the Spirit of God told me that day I was in San Diego on my knees begging God for her life. I told my sister, I told her, Pee Wee, the Lord God said that if you don't change your life for the glory of God, that he is going to take your life to save your soul. And my beautiful sister, She was always taller than me, and I just so happened to be on one step above her and was able to hug her and squeeze her. And she said to me, oh, Doris, I'm going to be all right. I, I ain't doing nothing. And within 90 days of me warning her, she was dead. My cousin Carolyn. I lived in Plano, Texas, and the Lord had me drive all the way from Plano, Texas to where my cousin Carolyn was living off of um, Ramey, across the street from the high school. My Lord, my God, called me to go to her and warn her and tell her that she was in danger of hellfire. I sat at Carolyn's kitchen table and told her exactly what the Spirit of the Lord told me to say to her. And it wasn't long after that I got the news that she was gone. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I won't lie. And say, I said anything to anybody that died that I didn't speak to. They're not the only ones that I have warned. But I won't go into detail about who they are. 
And God has allowed me to lead people to Christ on their deathbed, right before they died. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And every single time that I have gone to jail, it was nothing I did. Glory be to God. It was no law that I broke. Hallelujah. I went to jail for the glory of God. I've been to jail six times in my life. I'm 60 years old, and God is my witness that I was innocent. But those situations, God needed me in those buildings. He needed me in those places. There was somebody that needed saving. Somebody needed to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Somebody needed the Word of God in those places every single time I've been in jail for no reason of my own. Ain't broke no law in this earth. Praises be to our heavenly family. But the Lord saw fit for me to go and I had to go. My life has been for the glory of God and I started preaching the Bible. Praises be to the holy family of heaven at five years old. Asking my mother to take us to church, to go to church, when she would only take us and drop us off. Glory be to God. But I just want to warn anyone today who is jealous or narcissistic or has an envious spirit towards somebody in their family. I thank the Lord I don't know what that feels like. I thank the Lord that I've never had a feeling of jealousy. Glory be to God. Because who would want to live like that? Who would want to live day in and day out thinking somebody is outdoing them or that they got to do better than so-and-so or they got to put somebody down or they got to make so-and-so look bad or they got to do certain things to make themselves look better or they got to take over or they got to get what this person get got or they got to look the way this person look or try to act like the way this person act you i thank god that i don't have none of those in energies going on in my life hallelujah Hallelujah, praise God. That must be torment to want to know what they're doing all the time, to want to be like them, to want to act like them, dress like them, or whatever they got to go through. To Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the peace that I have that surpasses all understanding. And the days and times that my eyes find way for tears to break through and I have no reason to cry, perhaps it's not the tears for me, but for someone else. Brothers and sisters, family, friends, loved ones, supporters, saints and sinners, Your eyes and your focus should be on the Lord. And you should take this opportunity if you are guilty and repent. But know this, that your prayers are going to continue to be hindered until you go to that person and apologize. 
they will be hindered. If the Lord have not ordained you to do, to act, to feel, or to think these things, you will be praying a ceiling prayer. It will go no further than your breast, your chest, and your words will be like a foul smell before the Lord because you have not gone to the ones whom you have offended. And you know you've offended them because of the things you say to them. You will not acknowledge when good happens to them. You always expect something wrong or something bad to happen to them because they've been through so much and you've gotten so used to the life that that person went through. You done jumped on the trolley wagon and now you want everything to go wrong for them as it has been ever since they were a baby. But that was God. God is the one that allowed them to go through the traumas. God is the one that allowed them to suffer only from a heavenly perspective. And for you to want that to continue, woe be unto you. For you to want something bad or evil or something negative to happen to someone that you admire and that you're trying to imitate Woe be unto you. My prayer goes out to you that you would repent. That you would call that person up. And ask them to forgive you for your wickedness. Before God brings that spirit of judgment into your home which is on its way. I'm trying to tell you before I break down and cry. I'm going to get off this message but I'm trying to tell you if you're listening to this message today and you haven't called that person and asked them to forgive you for the wickedness that you've caused in their life all their life you've been causing it consciously and unconsciously doing what Satan has wanted you to do you haven't loved perfectly like you're supposed to love Because you never have anything good to say to them or about them. And when you do, it's all false. Full of deception because you don't mean it. You want them to fail. You want them to do bad. You want harm to happen to them. And God has saw it. And he's getting ready to send the angels because he's had enough. He asked you to stop sinning against his chosen ones, but you just couldn't help yourself. Let me tell you a story before I go. When I was a young girl, I wanna say I was probably about 18, 19. This was all before I had children, I was living in Inglewood, California. And I was living with Bishop Cleveland and his wife. And because Bishop was traveling all around the world and the wife, I was basically taking care of Mother Cleveland, being her housekeeper and her maid and her nurse and everything, just caring for her. She was such a sweet woman and she fell in love with me and I fell in love with them. Well, she got too old, and it was time for her to go and stay with um, 
Sister Reams in San, San Diego, uh, excuse me, uh, Sister Reeves was in San, uh, San Francisco. Ernestine Cleveland Reams is her name. Ernestine Cleveland Reeves was an amazing woman, and I stayed with her mother. And so Mother Cleveland was getting ready to move to uh, San Francisco with Ernestine Cleveland Reeves. She was a pastor. And um, they were moving and packing, and I was helping packing and everything. But there was a, a crystal, it was a crystal tissue box that was in the guest bathroom. And I don't know what it was about that tissue box. It was a beautiful crystal, real crystal tissue box. And I wanted it. So while I was packing all of her stuff, packing my stuff, because I had to move as well, I put that crystal tissue box in my in my box with my things and that whole night the angels I heard them I heard all I heard every one of them Doris don't take the crystal box Doris go get that uh, tissue box out of your box Doris don't take that box it's not yours Doris leave that box in there don't take it Doris, I mean, all night long, the angels tried to get me to not take that box because it was not mine. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you that I disobeyed and I act like I didn't hear the angels of God. And uh, that next day, you know, I had marked my box with my name on it. I had the biggest box because I had put my box somewhere else, but I had to go to work that next day to Jim Mack Stationery on Normandy Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. And when I got off of work and I came home to the big house, that's where I stayed. I lived in the big house with Mama Cleveland's Bishop Cleveland. And I went looking for my box. They said, oh, your box got packed on the on that truck and it's too far up in the front of that truck. They're not going to get that box out. That box went to uh, San Francisco. That box went to San Francisco with Mother Cleveland to Ernestine Cleveland Reeves home. And I never, ever, ever, ever got a chance to see one thing in that box ever again. My graduation diploma was in there where I had graduated high school and they had gave me this special diploma because it was a special situation I had to go through to get the diploma. And I tell you all my clothes, everything that I owned, I never saw it again because I disobeyed the angels of God. And ever since that day, 
Anytime the angels come to me more than one time, they keep they keep asking me, they keep saying, they keep doing, they'll, they'll keep on talking to me. If I'm out of the will of God, I tell you, brothers and sisters, saints and sinners, they ain't never had to struggle that much no more. That was a lesson learned. Because I heard the angels. So I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters, today, when the angels of God, if, if your conscience ain't been seared, you'll hear them. But if your conscience have been seared, you'll keep on in evil and, and don't think you're doing evil. Don't feel like you're being evil. Or you'll say something like, uh, I'm not getting that from the Lord. Uh, the Lord hadn't pricked my heart or the Lord hadn't convicted me of that. Yeah, I'm sure he hasn't because he done probably did it so much that your conscience is seared. Now you ain't got time to hear. Now you ain't trying to hear the spirit of the Lord speak to you. Brothers and sisters, open up your hearts and listen to God speak to you today. Don't let the enemy fool you into unrighteousness and take your life behind some wickedness trying to come against you know who God is called. You ain't ignorant and you far from it, but you can't help yourself, but you can if you let that wickedness go. Let that competitive, ungodly, narcissistic, evil, demonic spirit go because it's going to take you to hell. But you're going to go by way of the hospital before you leave this earth. Take my word. Brothers or sisters, whoever you may be, though it may be for one particular person, it could apply to you too. If you've hurt somebody, if you've rejected them, if you made them feel like they were less important because you wanted to make yourself feel more important, you are guilty today. If you couldn't compliment someone genuinely without murmuring behind their back, you are guilty today. If you cannot say a kind word in all truth and in honesty, you are guilty today. If someone, that same person come to you genuinely and ask you to do something in the name of the Lord and you can't do it, you are guilty today. And may you find it in your heart to forgive yourself and forgive them and go to them lest your prayers not be heard. And this is part of the reason why you're trying so hard because God ain't listening to you no more. Peace be with you. And may you change and listen to the angels before it's too late. I hope you get this message deep in your soul because judgment is coming and it's going to start at the house of the Lord. Peace be with you. And may the love of God change your heart for the better before it's too late.